0: Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 166. In what ways has the Lord made you more powerful? I am a person who loves exercise. I need exercise. Uh, No doubt about that. For the first... Well... I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. I was going to say the first 40 years of my life, I didn't do well with my health, but up until teenage years, I probably did decent. But definitely in adulthood, I didn't do well. I thought I did. I made some good choices but I made so many bad choices when it came to the food that I put into my body that with the amount of exercise I did, I ended up becoming a ticking time bomb. And somewhere around age 40, I made a decision to turn everything around. And since that time... I have been on a getting healthy all for his glory journey. I even started a business by that name and just have a whole lot invested in that hashtag because I determined that I needed to build up my strength The most important verse when it comes to how we are to live our life is considered the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, I didn't have a lot of strength to love the Lord with and I, I vowed to give it my all and over the years i've made a lot of different decisions i've made a lot of different choices i have changed exercise multiple times i have looked into and attempted multiple types of nutritional plans supplements uh you know just just a, a menagerie of it but over the last four days I invested in a fitness app and up until that point I had been doing a lot of walking I was getting in 10,000 steps a day and I was also biking Uh, I biked about 20 almost 22 miles last weekend on Saturday I guess it was but this app has different exercises. Uh, The plan that I've been doing for the last four days has 52 different what they call cards. And how this ties into today's podcast is with some of the exercises, I rock them. Like, I do very well, even if one card after another, after another, after another, is that exercise. And even though it's challenging, I I do well at it because there's certain things that I, number one, like. And number two, certain parts of my body that are stronger than others. But then there are exercises, like the one this morning that was a plank, shoulder tap, but some sort of... Jack with the feet. I mean, it was just all over the place. And I tried it. That's been my vow is I, I'm gonna try it and and make the most out of the activities even if I can't do them fully the way they have been scripted. And I got a lot out of it. Number one, I got a lot of sweat out of it because just holding an upper plank, for me, is very challenging. Forget about trying to do the shoulder taps in the midst of it. But I I began to realize that even though I'm not at that level and certain exercises are just beyond me at this point, I have more physical power Then I realized one particular exercise. It looks simple enough, but I made it harder than it was. And when I realized I can do this, I I was amazed and very thankful. We're talking today about power. Now, in this world, no matter when you are listening to this podcast, Power is one of the favorite topics of not only world leaders, but people in households. Like, we may not talk about it, or we may, but you know who the power brokers are. Those people who hold the power. Those people that can get things done. I've worked in hospice now for almost 20 years. And one of the many things that I have learned is when I was visiting people in the homes, I, depending on the situation, I would be looking for the person who had the power. Now that wasn't necessarily the physically strongest person in the room. Sometimes the person that I needed to reach out to would have been somebody that no one would have even noticed, but I could tell that they could get things done. Power comes in many forms. And We've been walking our way through the books of 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. So far, we have gotten to the point where David is now not only king of Judah, but he has just been crowned king of Israel after a long, long, long wait. And we're only looking at two verses in 2 Samuel this week because... One of those verses just grabbed hold of me. And the next lesson will not relate to that in a positive light anyway. So I wanted to divide the two. So this week we're talking about 2 Samuel 5, 9 through 10. So let's do this. So David made the fortress his home. And he called, so last week we were talking about Jerusalem and how the Jebusites held Jerusalem. And they thought that nobody could overtake them. They were so cocky. And that was what our lesson was about. They were so cocky. They were intent that nobody could take Jerusalem. And yet David and his men did. And so David now has the city of Jerusalem, which is known as the city of David uh, from this point forward, you know, referred to many times. And so David has this, has this fortress, is what it it seems. And that's a bit of power in itself right there that he now has Jerusalem as home base for the Israelites and his kingdom. And he called it the city of David. He extended the city, starting at the supporting terraces and working inward. And then we have verse 10, which is what caused me to go on this power trip ha and david became more and more powerful because the lord god of heaven's armies was with him let me read that again and david became more and more powerful because the lord god of heaven's armies was with him david had personal power he did He had influence with the people because of the reputation that he had. But all of that would amount to nothing if the Lord God of heaven's armies turned his back on David. David's power truly came from the Lord. The Lord who had called him as a teenage boy. The Lord who had protected him in the cave and on the run from King Saul. The Lord, God of Heaven's Armies. Now that's one of my favorite titles of God. A few years ago, I don't know how many of you do the one word challenge. And I chose to use Jehovah Sabaoth looking at God the God of heaven's armies that particular year I needed to be reminded over and over and over again just all that God had at his disposal to accomplish his purposes not only in me but in the world God is all-powerful. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that is outside of his control. And King David was experiencing the blessings of having the Lord on his side. Now, our question was, in what ways has the Lord made you more powerful? David, we will see in future lessons. David had more power when it came to the battles that he faced as the king of Israel. Israel, this was the the golden era of Israel. God gave them so many victories in battle but sadly we're going to see even next week we're going to see where David he was not wise with the power that the Lord had given him he was not wise in his interpersonal decisions He was not wise sometimes with how he spent his time, which ended up leading to bad decisions. This power that God had blessed him with wasn't always used properly. The power of God Our weekly assignment features, what is one area of your life that needs the focus of the Lord's power? As I have been thinking about this for a week or so now, I've been thinking about the power of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of all who have chosen to follow Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit. The most powerful uh, force, I guess is the best word, in the universe. The same power that spoke the world into being. The same power. That parted the Red Sea. The same power. That defeated many armies. While the Israelites just stood there. The same power. That gave Joseph of the coat of many colors. Not only the power to resist temptation with Potiphar's wife. Power to rise to the number two in the Egyptian kingdom. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives in us quoting Jeremy Camp there. But if someone were to watch you day after day, would they be so amazed at what the power of God does in you and through you? Or would they not even notice. Maybe because you haven't plugged in to the source. You know, I think about electrical power. Last year, my area was hit by Hurricane Ida and we were without electricity in our homes for a while so we had outlets which is nice and we had light fixtures and they were plugged in but they were plugged into something that had no power at that time and then when the power came on we were playing you light up my life I mean it looks so different I fear that in my own life as well as the lives of the majority of believers that I I know we're going to get to the end of our lives and have barely tapped into The power that God had provided for us to live victoriously, to love unconditionally, and to share his gospel to the ends of the earth. You know, it's one thing to run in a race. And let's not, not a sprint, but let's say a marathon. You don't start the race running as fast as you can, just running a sprint. Because if you do, you're going down. When that sprint is over, you just go down. You pace yourself. And you may sprint in the last bit, if you've still got any energy, or if you make it to the last part. But that's because we're limited in physical power. Even the best marathoners would not be able to sprint 26.2 miles, isn't it? I mean, I've seen them run it. I walked a half marathon and watched the people at the front who were running the marathon, but they still weren't sprinting the whole thing. So that makes sense. We're humans and we have limited resources, limited abilities, but if we are a follower of Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit of the living God inside of us. And we can never, ever, ever blow the circuit. We could never max out the power source. So why is it that we seem to run the race of life, as if we need to conserve energy for the last stretch. Why don't we go all out, all the time? That could have been the weekly assignment feature right there. Why don't we go all out all the time, knowing that we have no limit to the power of God. I think it's because we think too small and we think about our own limits. David was limited, even though he had personal power. That was nothing compared to the power of the Lord God of Heaven's armies. I want you to just think for just a few minutes about the areas of your life where the power of God is displayed and the areas of your life where you need to display the power of God. We're going to read Ephesians 3, 16 through 20. And just kind of break this apart. Now this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. This is one of my absolute favorite passages of Scripture in all of the Bible. It's one of my favorites to pray. And I have a feeling we're going to do a little bit of that before we finish this out. So the Apostle Paul, verse 16 says, I pray that from his, and that would be Christ, his glorious eyes, unlimited resources. He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. So, He is praying for the believers at Ephesus that from God's glorious unlimited resources, that power bank that we could never, ever, 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 ever cause to blow out, overload, that God would empower them with inner strength through his spirit. That inner strength, that inner strength that gives us the power to say no to temptation. I was thinking earlier this evening about Christ and the temptations specifically that we see in Matthew 4 where he's physically worn down, but the power of God is still fully shown in him as he says no to Satan's schemes. One of the ways that the power of God should be displayed in your life and in mine is that we realize that we will never be able to say the devil made me do it because you have the Holy Spirit of the living God inside you and that that Holy Spirit represents that greater is he that is in me then he that is in the world, there is no temptation that could possibly overtake you. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't choose to walk into and choose to sin, but you have the power always to overcome any temptation That Satan throws your way. Verse 17 Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, back to power, may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep. His love is. And as a result of that, you have the power to understand the depth of God's love as much as our human minds can contend. That same power lives in us. And that same power enables us to love with a love that is far beyond any level of human love. The same love that Christ displayed is the same love that you and I have opportunity to share with others. We have the power to love. We have the power to overcome temptation. We have the power to love with a love that is above all human love. Verse 19, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Oh, that's true. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The more we experience God's love, the more we allow ourselves to experience God's love. God wants to love us completely. But So many of us we have broken hearts and we hold back even from the one who made our hearts. Power one power we have is the power to receive healing of hearts. God's word says that He heals our broken hearts and binds up our wounds. We have the power to overcome temptation. We have the power to experience God's love and to pour that love out to others. And we have the power to have our hearts healed so that we can experience God's love In its fullness. Not some limited. I'm going to keep God at arm's length. As if that were possible. Kind of. Love. Verse 20. Now all glory to God. Who is able. Through his mighty power. At work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I don't have it as the weekly assignment. I had you pick one area of your life that needs the focus of the Lord's power. But I would love for you to spend some time just asking God to just open up your mind and your heart To the the depth and height and width of his power. As I am recording tonight, there is a thunderstorm around me. It's not real loud right now, but it was a little louder earlier this evening. I don't suggest you putting yourself in harm's way. But... If you can safely, sometime, watch a lightning storm. Seeing that and realizing that the same God who lives in you is the same God that controls the weather. Living through multiple hurricanes now, The force. Sitting here last year. Sitting and standing here last year. Listening to the wind. Where I thought it was going to take off my roof. That power. That was one of the takeaways. From that night. Was. The fact that I was reminded. That I serve a God. Who controls the storms. Even one I don't know, it was like 160 miles an hour at that point. It was, it was unreal. It was unreal. And that is the God that I serve. The God whose Holy Spirit lives in me. I definitely do not face the world as if I have the power of a hurricane living in me. <laughs> Why not? It says through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. In other words, we cannot even fathom with our human minds all God wants to do in and through us. If we will allow his power To run the marathon at full speed. To live life as if we are plugged into the power source. Instead of living life like we're running on battery power and we've got to conserve our energy. when this is all said and done tonight, I think that's what's going to stick with me more than anything, is what God just laid on my mind and heart right then. I don't want to live a life on battery power. I want to live a life fully plugged in, realizing I don't have to conserve energy. I can go full speed. Because that power source, the Lord God of heaven's armies, will never, ever, 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 ever run out of power. Let me pray Ephesians 3, 16 through 20 for you this very night. I pray that from God's glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. I pray that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. I pray that your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. I pray that you will have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. May you be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within you to accomplish infinitely more than you might ask or think. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. We still have our Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus Facebook group. I reposted something earlier this evening. We've got email, the old-fashioned email. You can reach out to me at Jesus at gmail.com. We have the link in the show notes to the hidden episodes, those first episodes that are not showing up in the main podcast feed. Better back there. That was the rough and raw section of the podcast, but God worked. God worked in that incredibly limited budget and definitely incredibly limited knowledge of podcasting. I didn't have a clue, but I started this podcast knowing that God called me to do it. It didn't make a lick. And that's a country term. It didn't make a lick of sense when I started it from a human standpoint. And even in that first episode, I think you will hear God speak through my very humble efforts. I'll never forget the first episode. I know the topic to this very day And now 165 episodes later we're talking about the power of God as evidenced in our lives. But how much greater effect might we have on this world and how many more lives might be touched if we lived our life As if we are plugged into the power source that will never, ever, ever disconnect. And quit acting as though we're running on battery power and we've got to conserve energy. Full speed ahead until God calls us home. Again, thank you so much. Remember, it is free to share this podcast. I would love for you to share this with others and just see what God might do. If you want to take a moment and rate this podcast on whatever platform you are listening, it would be so helpful because it causes the message that God is speaking to get into more places. Before I close, I would love to hear from all of you. But especially if you are listening outside the United States of America, again, my email is encouraging others in loving Jesus at gmail dot com. I've been praying for the nations. And one of the things that God has been working in my heart, you know, there's so many countries that are closed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, but social media and other forms of media many times penetrate the darkness. And I just keep wondering, by chance, Has God taken my country voice and used it to penetrate some place in the darkness? Now that might be another country or that might be the darkness of a heart. Either way, I thank God. So, as we close out, Remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day.